Whatever you're facing, I want you to know that God has got it all in His hands and it's all under control. Hallelujah. He said, I'm the beginning and the end, which means God has the ability to whatever you, with whatever you're facing to put an end to it. Hallelujah. And set you at a new beginning with a new start, with a fresh start. Somebody love Him. In Jesus' wonderful name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just pray for a moment. God, we give you glory. We give you honor, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, we give you praise. We give you glory and honor, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody clap your hands under the Lord. Honk your horn, whatever the case may be. Praise God. Well, I wanted to use my Bible today, but it's not looking like it's going to work. Hallelujah. We'll go digital. In Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles or your Bible on your phone or your iPad, please open it or turn it on to 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse number 1. Hallelujah. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse number 1. Now, if you, if you don't have water or anything like that, I want you to know we do have waters available. And uh, just, just wave your hand, and, and Brother Bessler or Brother Machado or Brother Jonathan, one of these folks will bring you a water. Um, okay, Sister Olivia, we saw you, and she wants a water. Hallelujah. But we want to make sure that you're not dehydrated and uh, that you're, you're able to worship God freely in Jesus' name. 2 Kings chapter 4 in verse number 1. The Bible said, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me. What hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, Thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went out from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels unto her, and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. There's a very powerful story with a lot of great principles in here. But I want to focus in on one part. He asked her, what is in your house or what is left in your house? 
And her response was, nothing. And then she thought for a moment, wait a minute. I've got a pot of oil. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. Don't miss your miracle. Don't miss your miracle. Would you lift up your hands and pray right where you are that God would anoint this word, that God would anoint us. Amen. God would give us ears to hear and a heart to respond. And when this service is done, right where you are, we're going to have an altar call. Right in your car, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pray and we're going to seek the face of God. And I believe that you're going to walk, you're going to drive out of this place with a miracle from God. Jesus, we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody honk amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I would say be seated, but I think everybody's pretty much seated. So that's all right. Just don't sit on me while I preach in Jesus' name. In your spirit. Hallelujah. Don't miss your miracle. This is one of the most famous stories in the Old Testament. If you've been in church any time at all, you've probably heard this preached from just about every angle that there is. But nonetheless, there are many different principles that we can find in this text and in this scripture that I think are applicable to every single life. We see in this story that there is a woman. It is Mother's Day after all, so let's talk about some women in the Bible. This story comes right before the Bible talks about a Shunammite woman. Elisha the prophet had a lot of encounters with great women of God. And uh, there are many miracles that we see happening through his ministry because of the faith of women of God. Amen. I want to just tell all the ladies now, I'm preaching this message to everybody, but let me just tell the ladies that if you've got faith, even the size of a grain of a mustard seed, that God can perform such miracles in your life that it would blow your mind. Hallelujah. And so this, this, this lady, this woman, she was not just any ordinary woman. She was the wife of one of the sons of the prophets. She was the wife of one of Elisha's servants. They lived spiritual lives. I think that's something worthy to be noted, that they lived spiritual lives. And miracles can come to people of every walk of life. But those that live spiritual lives, they open themselves up in a way that others have closed themselves off. People that live spiritual lives are more, more apt to be in a position where they, they go to the right place in Jesus' name. The Bible says of this woman that her husband died and, 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 and it comes in a time when she still got boys at home. In other words, this woman has become a widow in a time when she needs the help the most. Tragedy struck this woman. It struck her family because tragedy, it, it doesn't know. It's not, it's not particular. It doesn't know boundaries. Tragedy will strike 
anybody at any time for any reason. Tragedy is not biased to one group or to another. Amen. It, tragedy will hit and, and death will come to a family that needs somebody in that family. Uh, it will come to those that are at the prime of their life as well as those that are at the end of their life. Tragedy strikes everybody. Let me help you here today. For those that would say, well, why does it seem like bad things only happen to me? The Bible says that it rains upon the just and on the unjust. You may not know them, but, but I want you to know that people out there in this world are suffering just like you're suffering. The only difference between you and the person out there in the world that's suffering is that my Bible says of God that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And somebody said, Amen. You are in a position where you will go through tragedy. We will go through trouble. But in the midst of tragedy and in the midst of trouble and in the midst of loss, we have a God that loves us. We have a God that cares for us. We have a God that we can run to in the time of trouble. We can look unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith amen we are we are in a place and in a position where we know where we can go tragedy strikes everybody whether good or bad she's lost her husband she's got two boys at home she's got to try to provide she's got to try to figure a way out and bad goes to worse she begins to describe to the prophet that not only has her husband died but the creditors are coming I, I want to just talk about something for a moment these people were spiritual but even spiritual people can make bad decisions from time to time hallelujah even spiritual people uh, they don't always have the best uh, financial decisions because we are all human after all this woman's husband that died he owed a lot of money to creditors, something he probably shouldn't have done. For being a spiritual man, he would have known that the Bible would say that the, 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 the debtor is servant to the lender. But yet this man had taken out a bunch of loans before he, he got uh, sick and before everything happened. He thought, man, I'll just keep being all right and I'll keep living and I'll pay this off eventually. But uh, little did he know that these debts that I've accrued uh, that when I unexpectedly and tragically pass away, they're going to be passed on to my children and unto my family. And let me just stop for a moment and tell you that's a lot like sin. We, we make mistakes and we make decisions that maybe we're not proud of and uh, things we wish we could take back. But those things that we don't have the ability to pay for, uh, those debts that we've accrued, the Bible would say that the payment or the wages of sin is death. That's the payment that is due on the final day. Amen. But the Bible would continue to say, but the gift of God is eternal life 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. We've all incurred debts as spiritual as we are or wish to be. We've all incurred a debt of sin that we cannot pay back. But I want you to know that if you can make it to the house of God, if you can talk with Jesus, His blood can wash you free and cleanse you of all sin. Somebody shout amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These, these people, this woman, incurred a debt, amen, that was too, that was way too much for her to pay back. He didn't have money in the savings account. He didn't have anything to pay it. Amen. And this woman was struggling because now she's lost her husband. She's in debt. She doesn't know what to do. Has anybody ever been in a position where you don't know what to do? I think we all have been in a spot where we don't know what to do. We've gone and we're in a bad position, but it just got worse. Her husband's dead, and now the creditors are on their way. But it goes and it gets worse. These creditors are now looking for payment. These are like hard money lenders, people like shark lenders that gouge you and charge a high rate. I don't think this was a good idea for her husband to get involved with these kind of people. But, but, but he signed away such a debt that now they're coming for his living sons. His kids are now in a position where they're going to be taken away into servitude and into bondage. And this woman, she doesn't know what to do. She's at a loss she lost her husband she's in debt and and you can bet your bottom dollar that as we read through the text this woman has done everything that she can amen to, to get through this she has she has sold everything she can much like the bible would talk about a man that sold everything he could to buy a plot of land that had a treasure in a field this woman like the man that sold everything to buy a pearl of grace price uh, she recognizes if I don't pay off this debt they're taking my kids uh, if I don't pay off this debt they're coming to the next generation uh, can I tell somebody today that it's it's you don't gotta wait uh, amen for a future time uh, amen to repent and to get things right uh, because what you don't take care of today it's gonna haunt future generations uh, but if you can pay it off by the blood of Jesus you're gonna be all right if you can repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to be all right. Praise God. This woman, she sold everything she could. She's done everything from knitting. She's done everything from house cleaning. She's picked up side jobs and extra work. Just doing everything she can to try to pay back a debt that she did not incur herself. And these creditors are coming. She doesn't know what to do. She's at her final straw. And the Bible says she comes to the man of God. Can I tell you one edge that spiritual people have got on the rest of the world is they may not know what to do but they always know where to go what do you do when you're in trouble what do you do when you're in debt what do you do when you're sick what do you do when you're diseased I'll tell you what you do you find yourself a place at the house of God it may not be in the building it might be in the parking lot it might be in the prayer room but you find yourself a place in the house of God and you know that God's going to make a way where there is no way 
Oh, somebody shout and give God praise right where you are. Come on, lift up your hands right where you are. You got an edge on everybody else. You've made it to the house of God. You don't know exactly what you're going to do, but you know you can make it to church. You know you can make it to a place of prayer. You know that you got an answer in Jesus. Praise God. And so this woman, this woman, she doesn't know what to do. She's at a loss. She's done everything humanly possible. She's done all that she could. And let me help you. When you have done all that you can, amen, you are at the end of your rope. It's okay to say, I can't do anymore. It's okay to say, God, I've done everything I can. I've paid back as much as I can. I have reached the edge. If you're sick in your body, you do everything you can. You go and you go to the doctor. You get medicine. You go to a specialist. But after it's all said and done, like the woman with the issue of blood, she had spent all she had and only grew worse. I want to tell you what she did when that was all done and spent. She found herself a place at the, at the hem of Jesus' garment uh, when you've done all that you can and you've sold all that you can and you've gone to every physician and every doctor you find yourself a place in Jesus uh, and you say God I've done what I can uh, now I need you to do what I cannot I need you to answer praise God and so this woman she goes to the prophet she goes to the man of God and she says I don't know what to do they're about to take everything I've lost all and I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what's going to happen to my children. I don't know what's going to happen to my family. I don't know what's going to happen to my house. I don't know what's going to happen to my finances. And, and that prophet looks right back at her and says, What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Can I help somebody that when you have a need, it, it's, it's probably a good idea to sit down and figure out exactly what your need is. He wanted to know, have you had enough time to think about exactly what you need? Because when you approach God, you don't have to approach God with ambiguity. You can approach God with specific, being very specific. You can approach God with your very specific needs. God, I need this bill paid. I need it paid before this date. God, I need healing in my body, and I need it specifically. Come on. He wanted to know, do you even know what you want? Uh, amen. There's a lot of people that pray, but they pray in circles, not knowing what they want. Uh, but God wants to know, are you willing to pray so specific uh, that you know without a shadow of a doubt it was the hand of God that answered your request? Can I help somebody? Sometimes God isn't answering prayers because they're not specific enough. Amen. God wants you to ask specific prayers that when you pray them, you know without a shadow of a doubt it was the hand of the Almighty God that made a way. Oh, somebody shout and give God praise. Praise God. He asked her, what do you want from me? And she looked right back at him. And she's, she's telling him, well, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And this is what's going bad. And, and she's so focused in on all the negatives, so focused in on everything that's going wrong. The prophet cuts her off, stops her right there, and asks her a question. What do you got left in your house? 
I want you to know what the man of God was doing. He was bringing about a shift in her mindset. He was telling her, you got to stop thinking so negatively. This isn't a time for doubt. This is a time for faith. This isn't a time to complain or murmur. This is a time to give God praise. What do you have left? But can I tell you what she started doing? The same thing the rest of us do in moments where we don't know what to do. In moments where we're distressed. The first response that came out of this woman's mouth was, I don't have anything. Didn't you hear me, preacher? I've sold everything that I could to try to pay back this debt. I've worked every side job and side gig. I've Ubered and lifted at the same time trying to pay back debts. And it's not working. And preacher, you're coming and asking, me what I got left she was so focused on on everything she'd done and everything that wasn't working and on everything she didn't have left the preacher was trying to shift her mindset is there anything that you got left in your house is there anything useful in your life can I preach to somebody God's not interested in what you lost God's not interested in what you don't have God wants to know is there anything left that I can bless? Is there anything left that I can use? Oh, somebody shout and give God praise. Come on. Somebody give God some glory and some praise. I know you want to focus on every negativity, but God wants to know, can you see anything positive in this? Can you see anything good coming out of this? Can you see anything that will still work? Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. I'm almost done preaching, but i got to help somebody this afternoon. You didn't come for a drive-in service for nothing. You came in with a specific need and a specific purpose, and it looks like it's not working, but I've come to help you, amen, that if you can get your mindset right, God begin to come through in ways you never thought possible. Praise God. She says, I ain't got nothing left, preacher. I've done everything. I've had enough counseling sessions with people through the years, teaching Bible studies, evangelizing, and pastoring, that I've met a lot of people, amen, that, 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 that when you ask them, what do you got available, the first thing they want to tell you about is everything that's going wrong. You know, they say misery loves company. That's right. Misery loves company. But let me help you. Don't surround yourself with people that are as busted and broken as you. Now, I'm not saying to be rude. I'm not saying to discount people. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you're going through it and you're full of doubt and you're full of fear and you're full of concerns, you don't need to, you don't need to surround yourself that are gonna, with people that are going to multiply your doubts and multiply your concerns. You need to come and get around somebody that's going to say you need to change the way you're thinking. You need to come to church. Come on, you need to come to church because it's at church. When David said, I, I was almost sliding, I was almost backslidden, I almost lost out with God because I thought everything in the world was better than what I had. But he said, when I came to the house of God, all of a sudden everything started making sense. My mind. Come on, somebody. My mind got right. When you repent, your mind gets right. When you say, God, help me, your mind gets right. Praise God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Yeah, praise God. And so he starts changing her mindset. Yes, I've heard all the negativity. 
I've heard all this happen, and I am so sorry for it. But my question was not related to what you do not possess. My question was related to what you do possess. Let me help you here today. God is never going to ask of you something you don't have. That's not just, and that's not fair. God's not going to require anything of anybody that He hasn't already given them the strength to overcome with. If God doesn't gift you, if God doesn't help you, amen, He's not going to require it of you. But God says, can you give me what you do have? The things that I have put in your life. Amen. And He asks her, what? do you have? Her first response was, I don't have anything left. I've lost my husband. I'm in debt. The creditors are coming. Everything's falling apart in my world. I've sold everything. I don't have anything left. And everything that I do have, my kids are about to be gone. But he said, hold on. I didn't ask you what you don't have. I asked you what you do have. And that woman said, hold on. Let me change the way I think. There actually is something uh, that I have left in my house. I don't have anything, preacher. And then her mind started changing. And you want to know how close your miracle is? It's as close as a mindset change. It's as close as I'm no longer going to have doubt. You mark it down. Everywhere that Jesus went and performed miracles, the Bible says he would ask them uh, what they wanted and he would heal them. And the Bible would say, according to their faith. But you find Jesus is in Capernaum. And the Bible says he could not do any mighty thing there because of their unbelief. And so God's not going to perform miracles where doubt and unbelief live. But if you can ask, the preacher was doing something real good for her. He was shifting her mindset from doubt and fear and confusion to a place of faith. Praise God. And that woman in that position started thinking through her cupboards. Come on, ladies, you know what it is when you go shopping. You start going through your cupboards in your mind. What do I have? She starts going through her, her grocery list. What do I need to make this, that, and the other? And she goes down everything. And can you believe it? She remembers one thing. Uh, can I help somebody? Uh, it would have been so easy for that woman to be full of doubts and full of fear and full of unbelief uh, that she missed her miracle, that she missed, uh, amen, the very thing God was going to multiply and the very thing God was going to come through with, uh, amen. But she thought real deep. Uh, she thought real hard and she said hold on preacher I do have something left I've got a pot of oil it's not a whole lot it, I don't really see how that is applicable but if I think about it long enough I still have something left let me ask the church a question at the end of all of this what do you have left what is in your house what is in your life? What is there that God can use, that God can multiply? God's not asking what you've lost through these last years and through these last weeks and through the last few struggles and trials you've been through. God is not requiring that of you. But God is saying through it all, is there anything that you've got left that you're willing to hand to me, that you're willing to let me use? Is anybody got a prayer life 
that they say, God, it's not a whole lot. It might not be a whole lot to our world, but God, I can still pray. I've got a pot of oil. You know what oil's used for? Not just cooking. Uh, it's used for anointing. Uh, it's a symbol of the Holy Ghost. I might have lost everything, but I still got joy. I might have lost it all, but I still got a prayer life. I might have lost everything. Come on, let me preach in the midst of everything that's going on in our society. You might have lost your retirement, but you got to walk with God. Preaching to somebody today, don't miss your miracle. Don't discount what you got. Don't, don't try to write it off and say it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Uh, what you got left is all God's requiring. Uh, what you got left is all that God's asking for. Let me preach to everybody that's listening, everybody that might be visiting. Uh, amen, let me help you. Well, preacher, I don't have a whole lot left uh, in my life. I've made a lot of bad mistakes. Uh, God's not looking back over your life and saying, uh, give me your 20s because uh, you might be in your 60s right now. God's saying, give me what you have left. Uh, I want what's in your house. I don't want what you gave up and what you sold off and what you regret letting go of. I don't, want, I don't want all those things that went to the marketplace. I don't want your regrets and all those things that you've thrown away. What I want is what's left in your house. Let's pray for just a moment. I don't want you to miss your miracle today. Come on, Apostolic Revival Center. There's people that are right here listening. Amen. That you've got some things going on in your world and you're, at, you're confused and you don't know what to do. But don't miss your miracle. It's sitting right there. It's an obscurity. It might be the very thing. Oh, hallelujah. I just feel the Holy Ghost. I came to prophesy and preach to somebody. Amen. You might have, in this season, you might have lost your job. You might have lost, amen, some family. You might have lost other things. But let me help you. There's a talent God put in you. It's still in your house. And that's what's going to pay the bills in the future. That's what's going to get you through in the future. God put something in you. Oh, somebody shout and give God praise. Somebody shout and give God praise. Hallelujah. Come on, right where you are, you got to go through your mind and stop focusing on the negativity and stop focusing on what you don't have and start saying, God, you know what I do have? I got, I got some years of service in the kingdom of God left. I got some prayers that are left in my spirit. I got some worship that's left in my heart. I might have lost everything, but I still got something left. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, right where you are, let's pray. Don't miss your miracle. It's right there. I want you to go through your mind and say, what could I give to the kingdom of God? What could I present to the kingdom of God? What can I bring before the, the, before the almighty God? With what's left in your life, what do you have? You might be older. You might be younger. But what do you got? That's all God ever requires of anybody. But you know what? People... People often look down on what they have because it's not much. And they say, well, it's not a whole lot. And they start discounting what's in their house. They start discounting talents and giftings. 
they start discounting, amen, the, 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 the things that they do in the kingdom of God. They start discounting what they have available to them. But the prophet said, you take that oil, you borrow vessels from everywhere you can. And the Bible says she started pouring out into those vessels. And what little she had was multiplied. What little she had was a lot more than she thought she had. Well, preacher, I don't know what I've got is worth a whole lot. God didn't ask you its value. God didn't ask you to appraise what you got left. He just asked, what do you have left? I'm preaching real good to somebody. Hallelujah. He's not asking for you to go down a checklist and write out what you think about what you got left. He wants to know, do you recognize what you have at your disposal? Do you recognize what you have at your disposal? Because all that you have at your disposal is all God needs to perform a miracle. And God doesn't want anybody to miss out on their miracle. You just got to be willing to see it. You got to be willing to see it for what it is and present it before God. Let's pray. Come on right where you are. I'm done preaching, but let's pray. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there's people that came to this parking lot service. There's people that came to this service. There's some listening online. That you're in a predicament that you don't know how to get out of. And you feel like everything's falling around you. And you're saying, I don't have anything left, preacher. I want to help you change your mindset. Start saying, what do I have? What do I have? What could God use? What could God do? Because there's a difference between hope and unbelief. Hope says there's a possibility that things can change.